Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. This is the Bloomer Marcus, Corey Johnson here out over the San Francisco Bay in our AM960 studios. Carol Messer back in our world headquarters in Midtown Manhattan. Yep. Yes, indeed. And we're going to talk a little bit about FedEx because they did come out with their results just moments ago. We do see the stock moving in the after hours. In fact, it's up about one and a half percent. So we'll break down the quarter uh, and see what it tells us about FedEx and potentially about the economy as FedEx moves so much stuff around. First up, though, back to your top business stories and other news out after the closing bell. Here is Charlie Pell. All right. I, I thank you very much, Carol Nasser. I do want to begin with FedEx, and I know you'll have a little bit more on this story, a lot more coming up right here on Bloomberg Radio. But FedEx is forecast. Full-year profit in line with analyst estimates. It says earnings will be $13.20 to $14 a share for the fiscal year through next May. Analysts have predicted $13.61. Also out after the closing bell, Adobe Systems racking up another quarterly report that beat analyst estimates for sales and profit, proving again that a bet on switching to a cloud-based subscription model for its digital media and marketing software is paying off. Stocks lower today, falling the most in a month, retreating from records as crude oil slid into a bear market on concern. The global supply glut will persist. Also today, we had West Texas Intermediate down 2.2% to $43.23, down 97 cents. The dollar rose as Fed officials continued to reiterate a moderately hawkish stance on monetary policy. Drew Mattis is chief market strategist at MetLife. Fed still continuing to hike rates. I think if you look at most the people in the Fed, they've been around the block. They've seen inflation pick up when no one expected it to, and they're responding in the way that their life experience dictates. Uh, whereas I think a lot of the people perhaps uh, trading tips and, and nominals maybe haven't seen high levels of inflation in their lifetime. S&P 500 index down 16 to 23, uh, 24.37, down 7 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ down 51, down 8 tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials down 61, down 3 tenths of 1%. The 10-year up 9.30 seconds yield there, 2.15%. I'm Charlie Palatin. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Oh, baby, bring it all to me. FedEx wants. They want to bring everything to everyone. Um, and we got to check on how they're doing at that mission. The company out with its latest quarterly results. Stock is up one and three quarters of percent in the after hours. Let's talk a little about the uh, quarter at FedEx. Lee Klaskow is with us. He is senior transport logistics and shipping analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts. And uh, Lee joins us from Bloomberg headquarters in Princeton, New Jersey. Lee, nice to have you here. Uh, hi, tell, Carol. Hi. Tell us a little bit about the quarter because investors seem to like what they got uh, based on the after hours trade. But what uh, pops out for you? Yeah, I guess there was no huge surprise here. Uh, there's a lot of volatility and uncertainty surrounding the uh, mark-to-market pension accounting adjustments. So when you exclude that and some one-time costs related to their T&T acquisition, uh, earnings were uh, above expectations um, uh, for the quarter. Uh, they came in at about four and a quarter versus uh, a three uh, and uh, three three dollars and eighty-eight cents. 
Um, and uh, that was kind of on uh, better better than expected top line growth by about $160 million. So that's the good news. And also they guided for the full year, excluding a bunch of one-time items, mostly in line where consensus is. So uh, no big surprises. And, and I think the market uh, happens to, to like uh, no big surprises. And, and I guess the you know, and some of the good news uh, in terms of the quarter, our yields growth in their express and ground businesses seem to be accelerating the growth. Express uh, increased yields by 5% and ground by 7%. Uh, and also their less than truckload business, which is under their freight heading, uh, yields increased 7% uh, year over year. Uh, and that, that is a, that's a good showing. That means they're, they're getting yeah. everything that they need. Well, what's that about? Is that, is that about uh, fuel costs coming down? Is that about... Um, just being more aggressive with pricing? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, so much of what we saw with UPS the other day with their uh, rate increases and surcharges, you know, uh, the integrated logistic providers that provide parcel deliveries are, you know, want to get paid for expanding their networks, improving their networks uh, to be more accommodating for e-commerce. And, and, and they're um, kind of, I guess, towing the line in terms of being very rational uh, with their pricing. You know, What's interesting is I've always thought that the pure Internet play is something like a FedEx or a UPS because someone's got to deliver all this stuff. Uh, and we see, you know, we're getting used to getting everything and anything delivered to us. Um, is that going to be the case? Are, you know, Amazon we see buying planes. I mean, do, does FedEx and UPS have to be worried? Um, I don't know if they have to necessarily be worried, but they definitely have to be less reliant on some large players like an Amazon. Um, UPS uh, is more exposed than, than FedEx. Um, you know, UPS uh, gets around uh, two to three times more revenue uh, from uh, Amazon than a FedEx does. But, you know, what, what Amazon is doing and what a lot of people like to talk about is, you know, with whether they're acquiring Whole Foods or buying planes or becoming a freight forwarder, they're just controlling more of their supply. Chains is very similar to what Walmart has done over the years. Walmart has one of the largest trucking fleets uh, in the U.S., but they still buy a lot of purchase transportation. Um, so, you know, Amazon is trying to control as much as they possibly can. Um, so, you know, but with the growth of e-commerce, that's going to benefit everybody. It's going to benefit FedEx, UPS, uh, truckload providers, and less than truckload providers as well. Uh, do you think there's any impact uh, when you look at the, the shippers of, of this uh, Whole Foods deal with Amazon? I mean, are you, are you, you surely are trying to imagine what their business is going to look like, Amazon's business is going to look like after the deal. Yeah, you know, from a supply chain standpoint, I mean, it, you know, they're getting closer to affluent customers. So, um, you know, whether they're going to use uh, their uh, Whole Foods current distribution network or whether they're going to use parts of their retail stores um, as a uh, as an area where people can come pick up their stuff to lower their costs for transportation and offer maybe discounts if you do in-store pickup like like a Walmart is doing right now. Um, so that that is just a way in which they can leverage, you know, Whole Foods uh, um, network of, of stores and distribution centers. So what's what's the one concern when you look at the FedEx story? Well, you know, the, the, the one, I guess, concern is that uh, e-commerce and global trade stops. Um, you know, I don't think e-commerce growth is going to stop if 
you know, you look at most expectations, it's going to be, you know, something like $4 trillion globally in a couple of years. Um, and, and that's going to benefit the FedExes and the UBSs of the world. You know, if you see increased protectionists, uh, in terms of government stances, uh, with, with global trade, that is obviously a bad thing for the FedExes and the UPSs of the world. Cause not only are they delivering stuff locally to us, but they're also connecting countries, um, you know, and continents. So, and that's extremely important to their growth strategy, especially, you know, when, you know, FedEx bought TNT, which hopes to, you know, build out the, the European platform and be stronger, not only intra-Europe, but, you know, uh, North America to Europe, Europe to Asia. Uh, and with protectionism, uh, that would not bode well for freight flows and, and trade in general. Um, interesting stuff. Interesting quarter from FedEx. Uh, Lee, thank you very much. Lee Glasgow is a Bloomberg Intelligence Senior Transportation Analyst helping us out with FedEx. And just what I mentioned, the MSCI will include China A shares in its Emerging Markets Index. This is Bloomberg Radio. Let's get some world and national news headlines with Adrian Mitchell. She's in our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Corey and Carol, Belgian soldiers have neutralized a suspect following a small explosion inside the central train station in Brussels. The prosecutor's office there says it is too early to say whether this was a terrorist incident. There is no word of other deaths or injuries. Media reports from Brussels say a man inside the station was wearing an explosives belt. Republicans are trying to get a health care measure ready for a vote as Democrats led by Senator Chuck Schumer slammed GOP leaders for keeping their colleagues in the dark. It boggles the mind that the Republican leader is moving forward this way without letting anyone but members of the Republican Senate caucus see the bill. And even many of them have said they haven't seen it. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says Republicans are responding to their constituents. We've heard so many distress stories from constituents who've been hurt. Thankfully, the Senate will soon have a chance to turn the page on this failed law. McConnell says a vote to repeal Obamacare could come as early as next week. Ford says it'll save a billion dollars by moving production of its focus models from Mexico to China. There had always been debate within Ford as whether they should be spending more money on new production for a car that doesn't really make much money, if, if anything at all. And when the new CEO came in, he said, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to make them at an existing factory in China, and we can import them from China. Bloomberg News Detroit Bureau Chief David Welch spoke with Corey and Carol. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.